If you're looking for something absolutely unique for either you or a friend, look no further than Grimleys.com. Each and every Grimley is handmade, hand-painted, and 100% awesome. We can make a Grimley of just about anything. Your favorite superheroes, villains, and horror characters come to life with Grimley's custom collectibles. We even have a full line of cool creatures for just about any taste, from super cute squidlies to brain-slurping zombies. Custom orders are always welcome. Come check us out on Facebook or head over to Grimleys.com. That's G-R-I-M-M-L-E-I-G-H-S.com. Hi, this is Kerry, and of course, uh, the reason that we have this podcast is because of fine sponsors like our brand new sponsor, SecretCompassCollectibles.com. Go to their website and give them some love. Here's the thing. They are serious collectors, all right? Authorized dealers of all the products that they sell. Been in business since 2003, so you can trust them. They primarily deal in these limited edition collectibles. We're talking like movie replicas, statues, busts. One-of-a-kind pieces of art. Uh, new products coming in all the time. They want to be your stop on the Internet for all of your collectibles. Now, the reason you should trust them, they are collectors themselves. They understand your obsession. They understand your value of trust, especially when you're dealing with high-end products like these. Uh, so they know what it's like to suffer the pains of subpar customer service. So they handle each order personally. They take each order seriously. You've got all kinds of prop replicas on this website. It's terrific, including replica costumes. And I'm not talking those ones you see at Target. These are really, really nice, accurate movie collectibles. So go see them. Give them some love from Geek Show. Tell them Geek Show says, hey, secretcompasscollectibles.com. All one word, secretcompasscollectibles.com. The following program is intended for mature audiences. Listener discretion is advised. The views expressed are those of the panelists and not necessarily those of the sponsors. Comcast, the Salt Lake Tribune, Simmons Media, the Utah Symphony Orchestra, MSN.com, any school district, their respective managements, owners, or employees. I would let her, I would pay her. I have a feeling Scott's going to get sold to the sex slave industry. That won't be the name of the episode. (laughs) No, that was six letters in a row. I'm glad I have you guys to mentor me. Please don't send any money. I've already peed in his driveway. It's becoming the mild card. That's the problem with a show like that. Nobody else does that. That's it. Boom. I will catch up and watch every episode of The Cape. Geekshowpodcast.com And we are not in the basement. You may have noticed. Nope. Uh, We are at uh, Ruby's Cinema Pub. Uh, We'll be here for the next three episodes. And the next three episodes after that. Uh, really? Like, Holy yeah, shit. Yes. Yeah, because I guess uh, the mediocre show is coming in. Six oh, weeks. Uh, that's right. Six weeks. And when I are they d- coming? And I don't want any of them in my basement. <laughs> so <laughs> When are they coming? March 19th. I'll be here on the 19th. Yeah. It's not like okay, you're going to get the smell of mediocrity out of your house. <laughs> you <laughs> might, your daughters. Like a live will you, be here? You think you might still be well, here? Well, I am. I'm going to Europe, but I think it's the week after that. Oh, oh, when is that? I know. It's, it's, it's the this last is your week. rescheduled non-volcano. Yes, if there are no volcanoes, I will be gone. Good mm-hmm. Lord. I have All a right. feeling Scott's going to get sold into the sex slave industry. Yeah. Did, uh, watch the movie Hostel before you go. <laughs> watch Hostel 2. Yeah, Taken. Especially. All right. Let me uh, let me get uh, get our uh, sponsors mentioned here, and then we'll introduce the panel and get this thing uh, over with, because that's yeah. the battle cry. So everybody's Shut up while he does this. So uh, thank you. Uh, Geekshowpodcast.com is the uh, the website. That's where you go. I want to thank Dan the Laptop Man, PCLaptops.com. Dan can fix any brand of PC. And if you get a desktop from him, lifetime parts and label warranty. Nobody else does that. Uh, Dr. Volts, 2043 East, 3300 South. Go in and see their new remodel. It's nice. They've moved things around the store. It looks like a real comic book store now. Mm-hmm. SecretCompassCollectibles.com, featuring the Chalice of Kali now. 
Kalimar will rule so the world. So I can uh, drink from the skull that uh, Kalimar will make me rule the world. Mm. Super. Uh, NADWCon.org. This is the North American Discworld Convention, uh, uh, July 8th through 11th in uh, Madison, Wisconsin. Sir Terry Pratchett will be there. The wife says if you can get us there, we'll, we're in. We'll go. You, you want to see? Really? Yeah. Okay. You, we'll do it. I'll talk to them. You okay. want to see Terry to Pratchett before the Alzheimer's takes what's left of his oh, brain? My wife loves it, so I, huh? we could do cool. a report from that. Absolutely. Okay. Nice. I'll, so I'll let him know. The guy offered. And Newmont University, over 100,000 new jobs opening in the digital sciences every year, so your options are limitless. N-E-U-Mont.edu. All right. There's our sponsors taken care of. That's it. Boom. Let's, let's, we're done. That's let's go. So much faster than usual. Let's get it out of here. Uh, let's in. Let's uh, welcome the panel. First of all, down here on the end. Eeyore. On the end, as far away from Carrie <laughs> as he can, as he can maneuver. If it, it were up to me, you'd be right here, Mr. Oh. Pierce. Actually, you might almost say he's on the bottom. If it were up to, <laughs> if it were up to Shannon, you'd be up here on this end. <laughs> Scott Pierce, TV critic, Salt Lake Tribune. Yay for the Salt Lake Tribune! Yay! Yay. And then, them. We, then we got uh, Jeff and Jimmy, who are joined at the hip. <laughs> the uh, the big movie mouth off conjoined twins conjoined twins uh, for that's the big not what movie. they call that folks <laughs> big movie mouth off uh, the cable TV and YouTube sensation and uh, Jeff uh, uh, Jimmy writes for slugmag.com you can see his reviews there and uh, Jeff has got some big doings with MSN mm-hmm. and the parallel universe people there he's uh, he's writing stuff all the time and uh, Yay. I'm going to be at Comic-Con. Oh, you can talk about that now? Yeah. Oh, okay, cool. I'm going to be at Comic-Con. I'm <laughs> going to be reporting from Comic-Con. He's covering and, it for him. And you should keep your eyes peeled in the ne- next couple months for a Thor 101 story Ooh. running when the movie comes out and a Captain America 101 story when that movie comes out. Cool. All right. What, did you write it? I am. <laughs> oh, really? Okay. Yeah, I know. Now somebody can find Oh, I thought you were, sorry. I'm just fucking angry. Sorry. It's all right. <laughs> somebody can finally explain <laughs> Artem Zola to me. He's a big robot guy. I need uh, help he, with that. He's a he, robot with a TV in his chest. He's got a well, TV in his chest. Yeah. I just don't, I just like don't a Teletubby. Can you explain Arnim Zola to me later? <laughs> yes. Arnim Zola 101. Jack Kirby created him. Oh, of course. Oh, that go. explains everything. Uh, Please have your entire story to talk about Vincent D'Onofrio's Thor. Lee George Cade. Yes, sir. Gentlemen. Lee George Cade. Hi. Big show coming up this weekend. Uh, Craft Sabbath at the Salt Lake Public Library. Please come down. We're uh, getting ready for Easter and Mother's Day. Ton of stuff for Grimleys. That's G R I M M L E I G H S dot com. And uh, after the show, we'll have an interview, actually not involving Grimleys at all, but with a guy named John Kadichi, who's got a company called Soda Pop Miniatures. Did an interview a couple weeks back that we'll oh, be playing cool. after we'll, the program. We'll today. stick. We'll stick that on there then uh, at the end of the show. Thank you. The uh, Angry Man. How's it going, people? Mr. B. <laughs> yep. Shannon. How's it going, gentlemen? The artist formerly known as the Wild Card. <laughs> <laughs> yes, he's, he's staring the Grim Reaper right in the door. He's saying, fuck you. He's becoming the Mild Card. Seriously. Welcome to the Mild Ow. Card Lounge. My, my, uh, my fucking, I changed it to a symbol. Like Prince. <laughs> Changed my name to a cell. It's just a teardrop. <laughs> I thought it would be like a... It's a teardrop with a fucking angry face. I thought Say it would be yeah. a heart monitor that's slowly going yeah. flatline. Jesus. Well, well, look all these people dressed up for you, Shannon. Well, I gotta say, we it's very nice. make them dress up every once uh, in a while. It's nice. Two Tall Tony, the designated driver of the uh, Geek Show, is here. Hey! Hey. And uh, there, there you go. That's, that's the panel. Oh, wait, no, there's uh, you, Carrie oh, Jackson. There's, 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 there's just, there's just Carrie. Me. Are you a salt of the land now? Or? <laughs> what? 
on the, oh, on the son sh- of the soil. Son of the soil. Save the soil. Salt of the land? <laughs> I, I am is that like salt of the earth? I am the salt of the earth, and I will salt your earth oh. as well. I am ah. save oh. the soil. Uh, anyway, yeah, uh, x96.com, Monday through Friday, 6 to 10. I used to be a team player. All right, let's go. Used to be a team player. Uh, let's see. Now, uh, by the time you hear this, the uh, uh, Academy Awards will be done. As of this recording, we don't know who won what yet. But I guarantee most of you did not see the movies. Probably, probably. But I do have the Razzie Awards here. Okay. (laughs) And uh, you know what? Uh, I'm proud of our panel because uh, Jeff and Jimmy both picked the worst movie of the year. It was, uh, what, Last Airbender? Last Airbender. You both picked it. The Last Airbender won Worst Picture. What a hunk of shit. So you know your (laughs) shit. He knows his stuff. I see shit and I know it. Uh, Worst Actor. I don't remember Ashton Kutcher being in two movies last year. Oh, he was yeah. In, yeah. Like, he's in more than that, I think. He Killers was. and Valentine's Day. Yeah. I thought all he did was tweet. I didn't think he <laughs> actually. And he takes pictures. And, yeah, he takes creepy pictures takes, of women he takes in pictures Very, and he's like, oh, look at me, I'm taking a fucking picture. That's just weird. In those okay. commercials. <laughs> so, oh. so he won Worst Actor. Worst Actress, they're handing out four. Wow. All the all the ponies in Sex in the City, too. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Alec, three ponies. Kristen Davis is. She's you know, hot. She's yeah. still hot. Uh, worst Supporting Actress for one, two, three, four movies. Whoa. I, and yeah. I applaud them for this. Yeah. Jessica Alba. Yes. Was in all four movies. The Killer Inside. So she uh, got an made, award for Machete? Machete. <laughs> li- Little Fockers and Valentine's Day. Yes. Wow. And, and, and I'll say this. I especially, I did like Machete, but finding out that she wasn't really naked that they CGI'd her naked in Machete means yes. And that's the only thing any of us give a fuck about her. Yeah, you know, true. I will oh, give her show some, us the titties. So I will speak. I will give her some kudos though. There was a scene at the end where she was so close to actually emoting. I was this close to caring. <laughs> wow, she was wow, up there. She, what she was, was that? After she was she was up on the car. She was getting ready to, to get all the all the migrant workers to you know mm-hmm. fight for Machete, and she's got her hand up in the air. And she almost felt like a real girl. No, the only thing I'm going to go see her in, like a real girl. (laughs) The only thing I'm going to go see her in uh, is a snuff film if she's starring in it. (laughs) After after Little Fockers, I didn't give a shit about ever seeing that girl again. She actually made me think that Michelle Rodriguez is a good actress. Now you realize how (laughs) shitty you have to be to make me think Michelle Rodriguez can act. Oh, she looks great. That's just that's just mean. I like Michelle Rodriguez. I would let her. I would pay her. All right. I would thank her. <laughs> um, <laughs> worst, you. worst supporting actor was in two movies, uh-huh. uh, and he won for both Last Airbender and uh, Twilight Eclipse. Jackson Rathbone. <laughs> oh, he's the His, kid. He looks like Sweeney Todd in all the Twilight movies. Oh, he does. Yeah. <laughs> His well, name is Rathbone. 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 So it's like Angry Dick. Yeah, yeah. yeah. pretty much. Yeah. Pretty much. Who does he play in Twilight? Which he's one? one of the brothers, and he he's always staring like an was asshole. He a wolf? Oh. He's. He looks like Sweeney Todd. No, he's one of the Draclias. He's the one that always wants to bite uh, Kristen Stewart's character. Well, don't we all? (laughs) Jasper? Right in the jugular. Jasper. Jasper. I don't know why I know that. I'm so disappointed in you. I'm disgusted. You've exposed your vagina. It's part of being the designated driver. Uh-huh. Yeah, that's what it is. Put my what, you take drunks to Twilight We're all going to kick him in the ass No, no, Tony, Tony, it's acceptable if that's your ploy for puss. That's that's what it is. Right there. Tony's a good guy, though. He doesn't uh, go for the puss. What? No, he just wants to hold their hands. He's a good boy. I like holding hands. He's afraid. He's got the demon fear. You should. You know what, dude? I'm talking (laughs) about. You should check out a puss. They're fucking awesome. You know what? I I like to to hold a hand. They're pretty cool. Start off with the titty. Yeah. 
and then work my way down. Yeah. Taste one, they taste like or magic. They then, t- or, or Tony, <laughs> while you're holding hands, then you move their hand to your dick. Ah. See, that's the name of the episode yeah. is yeah. Tastes Like Magic. Titties Taste Like Magic, I'm telling you right now. <laughs> I'm glad I have you guys to mentor me. And, that's why and, we're here. my manhood. Hey, hey I, gotta li- a- I gotta live through somebody now. Let me fucking ruin you. <laughs> that's right. I have a YouTube series on things you can insert your penis into at movie theaters uh-huh. uh, that, that'll actually help you in your dating exploits. Oh, good. So sure. Good. It's amazing what you can do at the bottom of a popcorn box. I'm excited. Yeah. Anything we can do to help, sir. I appreciate it. All right. Yes, uh, sir. Let's we're going see. to jail soon. Oh, sorry. We were talking about the Razzies. Yes, the worst movies. Uh, let's see. We've got the worst eye-gouging misuse of 3D. It's a special category for this year. Oh, it got to be Prince of Persia. It's no. a Clash of the Titans. No, oh, yeah. nope. Oh, what? Given to the last airbender again. Oh. Bullshit. Oh. Bullshit. Yeah, really? The Clash of the Titans need that. Think so? Yeah. Yes. It wasn't even done. How was uh, <laughs> was Drive Angry perfect? Yeah. <laughs> it actually was really good. Yeah. <laughs> it actually was shot in 3D. Good. Speaking of Clash, I read that the next, the sequel, is going to be converted 3D again. Yeah. They're yes. not even shooting it in 3D. Somebody did not like, fuck it. We made a bunch of money. Let's just do it again. <laughs> wow. Oh you, oh, you mean the originally titled Wrath of the Titans? Yeah, Wrath of the Titans. <laughs> oh, look. It had... It has five letters in it, and there's an A in the middle. Wrath, Do Clash. It. Ooh. It's, a, it's the same thing. Assholes. <laughs> it's worst, clashier. For the worst <laughs> screen couple slash ensemble, mm-hmm. once again, the ponies from Sex and the City 2. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Vaginal reconstruction. That's right. <laughs> you know, and they're making another one. Oh, good. Which means you two will have to see it. Sorry. Yeah. And I just got to say, we cannot have Kim Cattrall take her clothes off again. I'm yeah. sorry. That's just... You should get hazard. Yeah. You, you guys should get hazard with, pay for that. Do you have a problem with beef jerky? <laughs> Moldy Spanx. beef jerky. Maybe you need to explain to Tony uh, that is something that you don't want. That's, that's the, the kind of place you don't beef want. Beef jerky equals bad. Yes. yes. Well, it yeah. depends. But I like beef jerky. It tastes well, delicious. That's not the right it's kind of beef jerky. Yeah. Well, it's a different oh. thing altogether. Okay. No, this is queef jerky. It <laughs> it's oh. way, way, way different. Uh, oh, dear. I'm, that won't be the name of the episode. Wow. So How many right names is this episode going to have? I can't put that up on a title. You know, new, new episode works. explains queef jerky. New it's just not going to not a like title, but a jerky. Not a title, but a shirt. <laughs> not going to happen. Yikes! Anyways, uh, let's see. Worst director, your favorite, the man who you're going to drop a duke in his driveway. <laughs> I've already peed in his driveway, but if he keeps making films, I will drop a deuce. <laughs> it's always get worse. For Last Airbender, uh, uh, M Night Shyamalan. Mm. What an asshole! Was he, did he show up in the movie like he does in all of his other movies? I don't think he did. Yeah. He played, he, actually, he played a waterbender. Yeah, did giant he? fart bubble. Yeah. <laughs> Even he was too ashamed of that piece of shit. He was like, oh, I won't be in this one. Uh, let's see. We're screenplay once again, Last Airbender. Mm-hmm. There was uh, a screenplay? Yeah, I know. So I take it I should take this out of my instant queue. It's in <laughs> your yeah, instant queue right now? Well, I, you know, I thought, hey, how bad could it be? It's, yeah. Pretty it's bad. bad. <laughs> and there is um, worst prequel slash remake slash ripoff sequel combined category for 2010. Once again, the ponies... From Sex and the City. Uh, they really did it. They really swept the Razzies I just this hope, year. And I hope one of them breaks their legs so they can shoot them. <laughs> Fucking hip, dude. They're going to break a hip. You know, for Sarah Jessica Parker, though, it was a good year. She had that in Secretariat. And, oh, uh, yeah. She was really convincing as a horse. Time to send her to the glue factory. Uh, but anyway, there you go. Um, and that, was there any nomination for Terminator... Um, Salvation. That was the year before. Was that two years ago? Uh, yeah. See, it's all new to me. I don't get out much. I do have some Terminator news. Yes. Terminator. Please tell me this one's going to have Arnold Schwarzenegger in it. Well, it may. 
It may. He um, needs work. Because see, now that he he's not ruining the state anymore. Hey, by the way, well, he's going to be chasing the women from Sex in the City. It'll be a <laughs> geriatric <laughs> film. Oh, chasing them with a walker. With the Benny Hill theme. Uh, you know, he <laughs> he uh, he tweeted a few weeks ago that uh, he says, I'm, "I'm looking for work." <laughs> his, assist, his assistant tweeted for him. Yeah, he basically he says, "I don't know how to make the computer go." I'm bored. So uh, he, he says, "I'm going to uh, start acting again." Oh, he's going to start <laughs> acting. <laughs> when did he ever start again? You, you well, realize he, he said again. Yeah. I think again. You realize all he had to do is look at his iPhone interface with it, with that red scanner on. He really could announce it. I'm going to start walking around in front of a camera again. <laughs> <laughs> I'm hoping um, Alyssa Milano will play my daughter one more time. <laughs> but uh, he, he says um, he wants to, and then immediately Universal, I think, called him up and said uh, they're looking for something for Justin Lin to do. And Justin Lin did the Fast and the Furious movies and yeah. uh, uh, a couple of those. And they're thinking, well, maybe we could do another uh, Terminator. They're going to do the old and oh, the pudgy. Yes. How long do you think it's going to take Arnold to get back in shape? I mean, have you seen those pictures of him oh, online? CGI. It's the, CGI. The beach pictures? That Ter- was CGI? Terminator 4 Pudgment Day. I, I thought maybe. <laughs> <laughs> See, now, but, but here's the thing is that uh, the story would not be him as a Terminator. Well, it'll, it'll be him as the scientist they base the Terminator off exactly. of. Exactly. Yeah. Am I the only one that likes Arnold Schwarzenegger? I love at this? Arnold. Apparently, I, okay. I still do. Be. I Conan the Barbarian. Yeah, that's right. Conan the I don't hate him, but I just I don't want to see him in anything else. No, I will admit I just watched Terminator Salvation last week, and and that end scene where where the Arnold T eight hundred came out, I I got pretty excited. That was bad. Really that was cool. the movie really is good. Over, it'll be as good as the state of California is these days. <laughs> oh, I don't know if he really broke California. I think California was pretty broken when think he, he got it. Say, he great, it. He Gray Davis did a good job of breaking it first. Yeah, he was the, he's just there Obama. He was just oh, a really bullshit. Gray Davis wasn't in there long enough to do anything. Yeah, it, it's uh, been it's broken okay. for good point. I think he was um, just a really shitty band-aid. <laughs> <laughs> it, it was neither of their faults. It was it's a law that they passed about yeah. budgetary concerns. It's, they it was they Proposition have to have 13. Exactly. That that's that's what's screwing uh, California and they just won't get rid of it. Got it. Anyway, uh, sorry about that. Politics. Yeah, rant. rant. Po- politics. Uh, you know what? Don't you fucking... Speaking of rant. Don't try to like make subjects deep. It's bullshit. This is America. That's yeah. true. Okay. <laughs> superficial. We're Titties. all about superficial. Well, let's just find the simplest bullshit answer. Titties. Say it was the fucking Terminator that did it. Yeah. He actually okay. traveled back in time seven or eight times to kill the fiscal budget of California. <laughs> I must kill Gray Davis. Uh, let's see. Teachers um, are fucking ruining the country. Fire them all. Let's pretend it's profit. We're running all the budgets into the ground. Yeah, it's your fault. I'm fucking rich. Yeah, <laughs> it has nothing to do with this war that costs ninety percent of our budget. It's my good. It's my Come good on. insurance too. Come oh on. yeah, we'll yeah. pay for my pills, and I had to. Be, you fuck that's, you. That's a whole rant there about. They will I, pay for the Viagra. I have four, <laughs> four different pills. Well, I need something my, to hold the towels up in his house. That my insurance company won't pay for the dosage that I need. Right. But they'll pay for the higher dosage. <laughs> so I have to cut them in like halves and quarters, but my pharmacist won't do that. He can't by law. So how safe is it that I'm cutting them up? Well, I'm it, sure you do. It, I do, but... Well, you hey, have a lab coat. But what if I were like grandma, you know, uh, trying yeah, to do it's, that? It's too hard. Hey, yeah, um, uh, Carrie, you know. my, my wife's grandmother, Oma, at our house is actually given uh, people-sized doses. She weighs 90 pounds soaking wet, and they give her people-sized doses of chemo medicine and just Whoa. about everything else. And, yeah. and they're just like, no, it's the same dose. No matter, for, for me, at 240 pounds and her at 90 pounds, it would be the same dose. It just, it just kills me. But, I'm a little disturbed that you've seen her soaking wet. I, I like to douse her in water yeah. and just laugh at her. <laughs> Uh, listen, while we're talking about taking pills, 
and mm-hmm. rants. <laughs> I want to talk about. I want to talk about Charlie Sheen. The Sheen. Oh God, <sighs> love him. I, I hear you're wow. applauding him for his actions. Karen. I am actually applauding him for his actions. You're an idiot. Wow. I am too. Yeah. I am too. Because Why? because yeah. it, because Why? hopefully it will kill this fucking show. Yes. No. I, yes. I thought a show was dead. <laughs> well, it's not. It's just not canceled dead. for this season, this season so far. I think uh, he's still, if he well, actually does go through rehab, I think then he'll claim that everything he said lately well, was as a result of his addictions, and they'll go okay. I don't think he will, but explain, I to, don't me, think so explain to me why I shouldn't be applauding his actions. Why should you be? I mean, he's a, he's a drug addict who's... Who's That's got nothing to do with it. Who's destroying the careers. And the actors I'm not worried about. That's good. The actors have yeah. made plenty of money. They're fine. The producers are fine. The ones who he's hurting are the crew. And I hope that they find that, jobs. That is not the point that he is doing this. He's not doing it purposely to hurt the crew. He's doing it because he's an asshole. No, he's doing it because the producers think they can be his mommy. He's never missed work. He's never missed a beat. He's shown up on time. He's delivered the goods for 11 years. Oh, it hasn't been that long. Um, Ten years then. Eight years. Whatever. Um, <laughs> it just feels like... Which for here, it, it feels like 11 years. Times. I think, however many years, he's never missed a, a day because of his addiction or sickness. He is constantly delivered. I, and I think, all right, I, I'll give you some something there, but I also think that they're having trouble with insurance companies. Just that's take that's it one Hong of the Kong. things that he's not going to... He, like, he thinks he's going to work. No... no studio would ensure him to make a movie. I think they're having trouble with that. I think they're having trouble with PR, which is part of the job. That that, that CBS the, and Warner Brothers have come under incredible that, attacks for not doing something about this. That is the problem that they're having because the producers were embarrassed, but it hasn't affected the ratings. And really, at the end of the day, the ratings and sales are the bottom line. If the man shows up to work, it shouldn't matter what's going on. If people are watching the show, well, I've made covered, that, a, covered in Coke, smelling like porn stars. I've made that <laughs> argument myself. I've made that argument myself. He, that that he, I think too much is expected out of the network. I, I think that what they... I think, I, I think yeah. that the danger is that he drops dead on the set. At which point... Well, imagine point, the ratings. Yeah, that's yeah. true. He could be hit by a bus. That's really not yeah. an argument. No, John, no, John no. Ritter that's not the same set, thing, though. Because if he gets hit by a bus, CBS and Warner Brothers well, aren't going to catch shit. I would say that the cast of Mike and Molly have a better chance of falling, dropping dead on the set than Charlie Sheen. I think the only thing oh, that I can, don't agree with that. The only thing that can kill Charlie Sheen is Charlie Sheen. I, I think yeah. Charlie Sheen is the new Chuck Norris, or as far as I'm concerned. Yeah. Although well, we are finding out more about how he's having to hold himself up on the furniture because he's so hungover. When they're taping and so on and so forth, that, and they've had to shoot it. That so apparently that it doesn't hasn't been a problem. He's I a don't trooper. Know. I don't know how you. I seriously, I don't Maybe know how you. Maybe he's got that defend. Keith Richards gene. Could be. <laughs> I just don't see it, 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 it as being a problem if he shows up, delivers, and the ratings are high. You know, it's it, it, Keith Richards is a good example. There's a, a professional Keith in Richards is, life. Keith Richards doesn't cancel shows. No. Axel Rose cancels shows. Yep. But Keith Richards. But you also does not. cannot. You also cannot argue that his life has not affected. This show because he had. I mean, we're talking about when he shows up, but the shooting schedule had to be changed because he he was arrested. No, no, no. That's that's not the only reason it was changed is because He's the arrested. studio felt like they had no, no, to no, intervene. No, 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 he no, was no, 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 no. no. His, no they, his they were legal problems. His legal problems, which have been the result of his personal problems, have affected the shooting schedule. Have meant that they've had to reschedule things. So you can't say that he's never affected 
the production of the show. Clearly it has. I mean, they have made massive allowances for him, but the shooting schedule has been disrupted more than once because of his problems. And I would say that I'm sure that you could find other shows that are less successful have been interrupted shooting schedules because of one reason or another, maybe a birth. Oh, well, sure. Okay. I bet his penis well, is bumpy. Yeah, I, I you think? And, and, <laughs> and I will say this also in Charlie Sheen's defense. I would have to do that much blow to show up to work to, <laughs> to act opposite fake Matthew Broderick. I fucking hate that guy. Fake, you hate fake John Matthew Pryor? Broderick. How can you say, I mean, seriously. Even I after the Rachel hate that papers? Guy. Why? No talent ass clown. Oh. What? Ducky, no, man. Seriously. He's a motherfucking ducky, asshole. I've interviewed him I a bunch of times, and he's the nicest guy you could possibly run still into. Still a fucking this, no this, talent. This is the guy well, they had to There's a difference change. between being a no talent and being an ass clown. I mean, you're saying he's a horrible person. He's not. He's a great guy. He was ducky, motherfucker. You you realize this is the guy that was so uncharismatic they had to change the original script and ending of 16 Candles. Or not 16 Candles, but Pretty in Pink, because they were supposed to get together at the end. But he she was didn't not uncharismatic get... and pretty in pink. She said, she said flat out that if it had been any other actor, she would have gotten together with Ducky. Oh, and they made she. It's, it's in it's in the it's in the deli- it's in the uh, commentary. Well, I would Is disagree. That he hasn't always been <laughs> Before Two and a Half Men, he did a sitcom called Partners that he was great in it. Don't you fucking talk about Ducky that way. <laughs> I just think it's I based my whole fucking life on him. him in high school, and you know that. And yeah, I, would... I do actually. <laughs> <laughs> I just think it's fascinating that you. Watch the director's commentary of this thing. Well, see, some, when you've been married as long as I have, you make certain allowances. Because he doesn't—he <laughs> never listens bored. to the sound of it anymore, anyway, because he's just spanking to it. <laughs> I love your voice. I love your voice. <laughs> I mean, I'm not arguing that the show is not good these days. I actually thought it was good when it started, but it's—you know—they ran out of stuff to do. I've about never four seasons. I've never ago. seen oh, the show. That's why he made that choice. I've never seen Two and a Half Men, so I don't know. But, uh, oh my God! You haven't. You've never no. watched it. Oh, no, Carrie Jackson. I haven't. I've not seen it. I'm <laughs> yeah, sorry. Actually, so fucking funny. Is it now? Fucking no. funny. No, <laughs> Any no. anytime you and Shannon take Logan out to lunch, it's pretty much the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> Except I've turned into John Cryer now. Oh, well, you did base your entire high school career off of. Him. So you might as well just a natural I, progression. I think season seven is a little pretentious, but season three was. Pretty I know. Good. <laughs> Hey, it's no my two dads. That's true. I will say that. Uh, so here are some of the things that he said that uh, that I just love. I love the rant. I just loved it. Well, he's obviously insane. No, well, I don't know if it's I insane know. or if he's drugged down. Oh, some of this stuff is not even, it isn't even lucid. I'm yeah. dealing with fools, trolls, and soft targets. It's strafing runs in my underwear before my first cup of coffee. I see, I love that shit, though. I love <laughs> It's strafing runs in my underpants. He just watched Apocalypse Now before this uh, interview, or as he put it, not an interview, a warning. I thought maybe he was having his Nick Nolte uh, Kleenex box moment. Yep. I don't have time for these clowns. I don't have time for their judgment or their stupidity. He's talking about the producer. They lay down with their ugly wives and their (laughs) ugly children in front of their loser lives, and then they look at me and say, I can't process it. Well, no, you never will. Just sit back and enjoy the show. (laughs) Did you enjoy the anti-Semitism? Where's that? Well, when he starts, okay, I would not say that, first of all, Chuck Lorre's actual last name is Levine, and he called him Hyam, which is not his name. His name is Charles. And I, I don't think that in all contexts that using a Jewish name on someone is anti-Semitic. However, when it's in the context of threatening to beat him up, Hmm. it is. 
Well, he just he just said uh, he just said let's meet in the octagon. I don't think he and maybe he meant a tea. Maybe the octagon. Well, the octagon is a tea house in Hollywood. I don't know if you knew that. For a Come formal on, discussion, Kerry Scott looks like he's going to beat you to he's death with a chair leg. You might want to. No, see I just I'm having a little trouble with criticizing people who. Well, it's clear that they don't have a friendly working relationship. They don't like each other very much, except and, that they always did, and that Chuck Lorre has also not supported him a lot. There, but see, wait a second. You're taking the word of someone who clearly is not in their right mind. You there has never been any hint over the course of this show that there was any conflict between Chuck and Charlie. Well, let's let's get a psych evaluation of Chuck. Chuck hates TV critics. How dumb can he be? <laughs> <laughs> wow. No, uh, seriously. That's Go why back I and love look. you, bunny. You won't find anything because there was never a hint of a problem between the two of them until this. So this is this is the rantings of someone who is not in their right mind. I, I just think that, uh, and, and here's why I, I side with Charlie Sheen. Yes, he's crazy. Yes, he's a drug addict. But he's, a, a, he's a first-class poon hound. As I always have said to my bosses, don't talk about anything else to me except for scoreboard. And and the line that he put, I have been turning your tin cans into gold for you know That's all bullshit. these years now. That that actually offended me hugely. Really? Yes, because what he's saying is he he by himself can make this show a success. Hey, it's not, That's an actor saying he doesn't need a script. But I think that if he no. was gone, that show would be over. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's no way that fingers show would survive without him. But there would be. But he would also not be there. But but the difference is Chuck didn't say. That Charlie has not made a contribution to the show. Okay, that's that's the difference. Charlie is saying he did it single-handedly. I, he, I, I don't read that into that statement. Wait, read it. Read it. Oh see, Jesus! Let's see if I have it here. I may not have copied that part. Well, I just think you're so off base. No, I, I, I'm, I am relating to Charlie Sheen from what I do for a living and my bosses. Right, but you don't, but you don't act in None a of scripted that show. None of that matters. Well, okay, let's let's scripted show. Carrie, I'm, I'm no, also he's afraid. Saying, read that quote. He's saying I, I that, didn't get that, that he's no, more important your... than the words. He's saying that the, that the scripts have been awful since the beginning, and he has made the, their tin cans into gold. Okay, I don't have that in front of me, but how about this? Do people know or give a shit who Chuck Lorre is? No, they're not tuning in for a Chuck Lorre production. They're However, Chuck in. has no, three hit shows on I've been the air you right talk. now. You just let me talk for a second here, Scott. It doesn't matter how many hits he's had. People are tuning in to see Ducky and Charlie Sheen because they're funny. They don't know or give a shit who Chuck is. The people That's sitting bullshit. in trailers, it's true. The people no. sitting in trailers in Wisconsin could give two squirts of piss about Chuck Lorre. They're tuning in to see Charlie Sheen be funny. Yes, they are. But Charlie Sheen would not be funny if he didn't have a script. If it wasn't Chuck Lorre writing it, it would be somebody That's else. Because there are no writers in Hollywood? That's bullshit. No, it's the absolute That's truth. That's bullshit. It is the absolute truth that to think easy, that if someone else was on that, that show, easy, that oh everyone because would be able to they don't care. Sitcom. They do not care who writes, producers, or anything. Nobody gives a shit. Can I'm I say, I think they know the, most the names. He did anybody's overgot. Hands down. Two and a half men. They just don't give Hands a shit. Down. It's you're tuning in to watch the product, and it's being presented by Charlie Sheen. I would, I would make the, the opposite argument, which is if Charlie Sheen hadn't been in this show from the beginning, if they had cast someone else to play that role, then it wouldn't have mattered. The show would still be a hit. You if really had, think so? Yes. Let's think. Charlie Sheen 
how was Charlie Sheen's career going when that show began? It's got nothing no, to do with yes, it. Does. How come all your points are cogent, but mine are not? <laughs> you are so full of shit. You no, are saying that, no, the, look at, that look people at, are going to tune in. No. If they would tune in to watch the actors, then then they could just sit let's, there and make up their lines. Let's, no, they I'm not saying say, that. I'm not saying that at all. I think you're full of shit. I'm not <laughs> saying that he could stand there and do an improvisational show and it would be a hit every night. No, that's not what I'm saying at all. I'm saying that whether Chuck Lorre writes it or someone else, it would still be a hit. That's bullshit. It's the truth. How could you possibly say that? Let's IMDB Charlie Sheen and see what his success rate has been. And I'm guaranteeing you, he's got a success rate. Well, let's look at Chuck Lorre's success rate. Absolutely. He has three hit shows on right now. But how many people are... He he ran uh, Terrific. Hey, I'm proud of him. But how many people are seeking out Chuck Lorre Productions? Nobody. Maybe not. Well, I think very clearly the studio and the the network. The studio and the network. But at the end of the day, who makes the choice? It's the viewer. The viewer will watch a show. Oh, there's Charlie Sheen. I saw him in those funny airplane movies and stuff. Yeah, I'll watch him. Those are the hot shot movies. Hot shots. Yeah. Okay. uh, You you may think this is an insane comparison, but I'm going to make it anyway. Go ahead. Delta Burke was a huge star on Designing Women. Mm -hmm. Yes, she She had a she had a conflict with. The producer, she left the show. Mm-hmm. Her career tanked. She did another sitcom immediately. It was canceled in less than three months. Mm-hmm. So you, what you're saying is, well, anybody can write a no. show for Delta Burke. No. Anybody can write a show for no. Charlie Sheen. I'm it saying, I'm saying that Charlie recovered. Sheen is not Delta Burke. I think you are totally wrong as to where her, his though. career was. He probably has. Would you like to know what Charlie Sheen's been in? What has he been in? <laughs> Hot Shots. Beyond the Law. Yeah. The Chase. Uh. This is all since about 1990. Major League Two. Oh. Terminal Velocity. Uh. He was a voice in All Dogs Go to Heaven 2. The Arrival. The Arrival was next. Money Talks. Uh, a lot of these I have no idea. And then in... Five, being John Malkovich. Does it list that he was in a bunch of questionable vagina? Rated X. <laughs> <laughs> Scary Movie Three. Carrie, I hate to I hate to blow the piss out of your argument, but I've noticed you're really defensive of any other man who has a hooker locked in his closet on a Saturday night <laughs> no. in New York. So, well, I think Carrie has an argument to be made in terms of, and it's one that I've made myself in terms of if he shows up and does his job. I do think that they, you know, then okay. I do think that they were worried about that continuing. I, at first, I thought that I was just imagining this, but several people said to me, who've watched recent episodes, that Charlie looks thin and not well, and and this may have been them trying to head it off. Um, and maybe he's acting super fucking crazy on but, the but set I now. Think there, there, but there I think there, but I think that you, reports. I think that you have this entirely backwards. I think shows make people stars. I don't think stars make shows hits. I'm not saying that it's just the stars, but he is saying that. I'm saying that he's what what he is saying is I don't know why you guys are bitching. I show up, I deliver. And, and as I say, I think there's an argument to be made, but I think that shows make people stars and not the other way around. I think Alf could have played Charlie Sheen's role. <laughs> I, think, <laughs> I would love that. I really show. An alien I puppet. I think this <laughs> is. Uh, I think this is an amazing amount of publicity that a show that has been on for almost ten years is yeah. suddenly getting. Yeah. And I have never watched an episode in its yeah, entirety. I've never yeah, watched I've, it either, and all of a sudden it. I'm I hearing so much more about the show that I didn't even know was on I watched it once ago. with my father-in-law. I mean, sir, and, and once again, this might sound like a crazy comparison, but Jeff, tell me what you think of Candace Bergen as an actress. She's terrible. She won five Emmys in Murphy Brown because that, sh- that show was perfect for her, and it made her a star. 
which she had, I mean, not to say that she wasn't famous, but she had never really been a star as an actress before. You know, I mean, she had the occasional role, but I think shows make people stars and not the other way around. I think it's, uh, it's, it's both... Well, you've got it. I think it's just a magical thing that happens when the stars align. I think, but, I think it's it's but at the same time, if a show is not written well, you can have some of the best people in there, and it's terrible. But also, I've, I'm seeing a very well-written show right now that has poor casting, and it's that Olivia Munn show. Uh, what's it called? Oh. Uh, yeah, oh, it's uh, a well-written show, but you've got funny a bad people. cast in there. And perfect if you'd have couple, put perfect couples, yeah. yeah. If I mean, you'd have had yeah, some good actors terrible. in there, it would have worked. You know, I've deemed uh, Olivia Munn the new Ted McGinley. <laughs> <laughs> hey, she's talented. She's, she's hot as hell, but she shows up on a show out. Shit's canceled. <laughs> Let me write well, that out. If, if Charlie does die and the show becomes, you know, in trouble, I think you could cast Emilio and we'd be just fine. I mean, yeah, what's Emilio <laughs> doing? He's, he's a wino. He's, he's got a winery. Emilio? Yeah. He's a wino? Yeah. Huh. He's well, a then, professional he'll wino. Fit, he'll fit right in. Anyways. That show won't miss a beat. Hey, by the way, Shannon, yeah. you can find who Charlie Sheen has been in at uh, <laughs> imvj.com. <laughs> IMVJ. Who has Charlie Sheen been in? I like that. But I also don't think that you can, you know, when you say that if he didn't write it, somebody else would, how, it doesn't work that way. Has he, mean, written, has he written every episode? No, he hasn't written every episode. Okay, so he came up with a concept, which is a pretty standard Yeah, but he oversees concept. the writing, but it's... If that were true, I mean, the fact that he has had so many hit shows speaks... And, and, and I'm not defending someone who is a warm and cuddly guy. I mean, I've talked to him more than once, and it's very difficult to interview him because he hates TV critics. Even people who've written nice things about him, he hates us. But, you know, and it goes back dick. to... Well, kind of. <laughs> um, but there are very few people who have put as many hits on the air as he has. I mean, he's the one who's who. Once again, he's the one who's who's making the money for um, CBS and for Warner Brothers, and has done so for a long time. And that's good for CBS and Warner Brothers. But I'm telling you that the, in the trailer park in Michigan, they don't know, they don't care. I gotta tell you, after the fucking break, yes, yep. I want to talk about some shit about the Cleveland show. <laughs> Is that still on the yeah. Cleveland steamer? <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> well, you knew that that was good once Justin Timberlake did a voice, right? <laughs> that means the show has made it. You know, been, you know what's weirder? What? American Dad got re- uh, yeah. re- picked up again. Oh, for yeah. sake. You know, I so actually enjoy American I watch, Dad. I do, so, too. I you know, uh, I, I, there was one point where I really, really wasn't feeling well. And one day, one Sunday, uh, the TV's on. <laughs> it's on Fox. And uh, the Cleveland show comes on. And I couldn't find the remote control, and I didn't feel like getting up and looking for it because I felt so lousy. <laughs> no. And I just sat and angrily glared at the Cleveland show for one half hour. That well, show is I oh, like the, terrible. I like that you specified that you didn't watch it. You glared at I it. I did. Yeah. <laughs> My theory well, I was is that they fuck you, Cleveland contempt. show. My theory is that they put Bob's Burgers on the air Ugh. to make me appreciate Seth. I love Bob's Burgers. I hate Bob's Burgers. I, I don't I like think it. It's I terrible. love it. I, I pulled it out of my TiVo. Oh, I, just, I love I, it. You know what's weird about that? Which I, you know, I've done this for a long time, but I didn't actually realize. When we talked to the guys who developed Bob's Burgers, they went in with drawings of the characters before they had any kind of plot or script. And Fox signed off on, you know, so maybe they could look like this, maybe they could look like this. And that's the way that show was developed. And I I think it's funny. Let's do a show. Which Lee gives me hope for Mandelabra. 
Yep. <laughs> Mandelabra is huge, but I now I have to reclaim the rights because well, Brian got somebody else to no, draw them up. No, uh, we got to take a break here. You know I love you, Scott. I love you, we're too. Just, we're just, we're just arguing. This is fun I really for you, isn't it? The radio. <laughs> My pills Shannon's, make me need Shannon's to got to pee, and, and we got to talk about the making of Mandelabra after these messages. We'll be right, right back. back. Do you crave the beep, beep, boop of new technology? Does your pulse quicken when you peel the shrink wrap of that new tech gadget? Are you everybody's tech go-to guy? The Newmont University in South Jordan is the college for you. With bachelor's programs in computer science, game, and web development, Newmont has compressed a traditional four-year degree into just two and a half intense years. And they deliver results with 90% of grads employed in their chosen fields within six months of graduation. For more info, visit www.newmont.edu or call us at 888-NEUMONT today. Dr. Volt's Comic Connection, fine, fine sponsor of the Geek Show Podcast, geekshowpodcast.com. And uh, we're here, I'm here, uh, Carrie, with uh, Jeff and Jimmy, and uh, Jimmy is a big Tron fan. Tron. And so we're going to introduce Jimmy to Dr. Volt's Comics because of the new Tron comic book coming out. So what you need to do, Jimmy, Yes. first of all, go down to Dr. Volt's at 2043 East, 3300 South, walk up to the front desk and, and say, Geek Show says hey! <laughs> At which point they'll reply, hey, to Geek Show. Now, you don't have to do that to open a hold no. at Dr. Volt's, but it would be nice. Now, uh, you open a hold, it's free. <gasps> they give you a number, and you say, I want all the Tron comics. Yes. Give me, give me, give me, give me. And they'll get them for yes, you. Yes, by hold they mean they hold the comics mm-hmm. when they come in on Wednesdays in, that in, you've ordered. In other uh, places, it's called a pull or things right. like that. But uh, it's it's no charge at Dr. Volt's, which is also a special thing. Yeah. Dr. Volt's Comics also uh, gets in uh, toys, action figures, uh, T-shirts, statues, posters, games, all that stuff. Uh, you know, whatever. Mexican kind of, Coke. Yes, and the Mexican Coke is probably the most popular. Twenty forty three East, thirty three hundred South, and you can buy Geek Show T-shirts there. Geek Show says hey to Dr. Volt's Comics. Good news, everyone. We're film critics and Geek Show podcast panelists, Jeff Weiss and Jimmy Martin, and we'd like to tell you about our new television show, The Big Movie Mouth Off. Now, The Big Movie Mouth Off is a film review program edgier than most that pits us two critics against each other in a critical grudge match to the death as we squabble over the finer points of filmmaking. Or it'll show our softer, more warm and cuddly sides as we agree and live in a utopian state of well-being. You know, either way, you'll hear everything you'd want to know about the latest theatrical movies and the occasional DVD and Blu-ray releases. So, before you have the bright idea to spend any form of currency on the latest M. Night Shyamalan disaster, or if you're just debating whether that latest comic book adaptation is worth your hard-earned cash, check out the Big Movie Mouth Off for our expert, albeit cynical, advice. This delectable digital delight can be found on Comcast On Demand in the Utah local section or wherever beta tapes and laser discs are sold. You know, I really need to update my video library. Also, be sure to friend the Big Movie Mouth Off on Facebook for your chance to win free swag, pass it to the press screening that will be attended by yours truly. And we promise to keep the bickering to a minimum while inside the theater. I promise that. All right, we are back. Can I ask a question? Scott mm-hmm. and I have hugged and... Uh, well, I'm just curious. Did did I actually get in a big argument over Charlie Sheen? Yes, I, I know. <laughs> you both did. Isn't it's hard to believe, isn't it? <laughs> it was, and it was about three and a half men. Guys, yeah. guys, can I point one thing out after your uh, Titanic? We scared argument? him. His hair standing up after your Tony. Titanic argument over three and a half men. Now I know how Scott Pierce feels when I talk about role playing games. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. Well, Lee, this concerns a- a- you. Across the hot, the table, high five. High five. <laughs> uh, we brought up. Mandelabra. Ah. 
And we got some fan mail here. Mandalabra. Fan mail for Mandalabra? For Mandalabra. Nice. Here it is. This is from Da Evil Jester. Duh. <laughs> Sounds like is a credible source. That's his real name. D-A. Uh, well, Ta Evil Chester was taken. Da <laughs> Evil Jester. So, so a buddy of mine said you were pitching a story to sci-fi. Are you really interested in a collaboration of sorts on a story slash script for the Sci-Fi Channel show or similar cable channel? Email similar? me. What, chiller? <laughs> email me at da underscore underscore evil underscore jester at yahoo.com if you are. I'm I could so, be wrong, but I think that's Chuck Lorre's email address. I'm so busy with writing these days that this idea I have is pretty cool, although some of you may have already thought something already like this. So, Mandelabra. Lee, Lee, for all the business emails, please let him send those emails, because they will take it much more serious. Well, you know, I've been talking to Matt Frewer about taking on the part of Mandelabra. Oh, really? <laughs> <laughs> you just like him because he has the same hairline. Yes, exactly. Well, I, Chuck Robert, uh, not Chuck Roberts, uh, what's a... Chuck Woolery. Julia Roberts. Julia. Ch- Chuck oh. Woolery. Eric Roberts. Eric, Eric Roberts. He'd probably do it, too. He's, like, in all those movies. Uh, Chuck Roberts. Uh, Ch- yeah, he's he's got a whole other thing going on. But, okay, I'm going to email this guy. We're going to get a collaboration <laughs> together. And if any year Mandelabra is actually on sci-fi. <laughs> I think you might get sued by Disney. I'm excited for this. Mandela- no, he's not going to look anything like Lumiere. I'm sorry, but you just said Lumiere <laughs> on the podcast. Uh-oh. And Disney has its people. They will they pull do. this out. And you are in legal trouble now. They do. They will beat you with a mandalabra. I will. I will arm wrestle anybody from Disney for rights to mandalabra. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, let's see. Let's. Uh, oh, uh, we have some uh, Ghostbusters three news. <laughs> it's still sitting there. <laughs> and this was. This was. No, it's. It's going to happen uh, with or without Bill Murray. Uh, no, it's going to happen with <laughs> Bill Murray. Or he if was, not with Brian Doyle Murray. He was doing an interview, and here's here's basically what he said. He said. Uh, yeah, Ivan Reitman sent me the script. I do owe him one. It's been it's, sitting on my desk for a year. He said that. It's sitting over there somewhere. <laughs> I guess I need to read it. Wow. He was being interviewed in his house, and he said, the script is sitting over there somewhere. I owe it to <laughs> Ivan to read it. Can I ask a question? Yes. Was that really Bill Murray's house in, in, the, in the zombie movie? Zombieland? It was, actually. <laughs> really? Yeah. I, I really do. He has terrible taste. <laughs> so there's that. Uh, let's see. Uh, hmm. Oh, uh, Stargate Universe uh, is Starts going to be again. St- uh, March 7th. Yes, that and sounds that's right. The end of it. And I'm surprised I'm saying this. And it's not going to do any good because it's not going to last anyway. Mm-hmm. But there is a pretty good alien invasion show on TV right now. But it's not V. It's certainly not V. Oh, it's, God, no. it's the event. I've been watching the event. I, I went back and caught up on the episodes that I hadn't <laughs> seen and watched the first new one that starts the week from Monday, which is what, the 7th? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. 6th, something like that. Yeah. First Monday in March. March 7th. And it's actually, I'm actually kind of liking I it. I enjoyed it. And I'm surprised. Hmm. I, I quite liked it. Did it not get renewed? I well, don't, it's, I, don't know. I mean, they're going to, they're, I, I'm not sure how many episodes. It's, there's a bunch left to air. Um, They're going to see how it does. And I would be surprised if it is renewed. The, the problem is that I'm not sure you could jump in now and have a oh, clue. Oh, no. You know, I mean, if, and I'm not sure for, at least for the moment, at least until, I think until the end of February, which gives you, what, one day, mm-hmm. um, 
all ten episodes you can watch for free on Hulu. Yeah, but there's I, there's only ten right now. That's yeah. all of them. I, yeah, and, oh, okay. and they're on on demand too. Yeah, you know, so, how, like so I've been leaving the house really, so I just kind of lay in front of the TV and watch whatever's on. You should um, you should watch this. Well, you know, I might, but you know what I've been watching here and there because uh, Cherry watches it is uh, Fringe, and I kind of wish I would. I gave up on Fringe. I've heard that Shannon? from people who didn't give up. I, well, from person. I heard that from person who's watched I've, it from the beginning. I've <laughs> watched it from the beginning as well, and I like it. I really like, I am, the, like I am last into that night's show. episode. I, well, I hear that. It, I don't know what the hell's going on, but I really like last night's cool. episode. It's Re- cool. Recently, it's, it's been getting a lot of buzz. I know on the internet, I've been seeing a lot of buzz on it, that it's pretty cool. My, my favorite thing was on uh, The Family Guy the other day. Uh, it's like, oh, and there's uh, Anna, what's her name that's on the show? Mm-hmm. Oh, Anna whatever from Fringe. On Fox, uh, Friday nights. It's about aliens or something. <laughs> that, and that's about what which, you'd think if you tried to jump in right is, now. See, that's that's the problem with a show like that. Yeah. I'm not. I think it's way too late for me to jump back in. Ooh, and since we're talking about TV, yeah. Okay. Okay. So now I really. So I was like, okay, I'm gonna watch Being Human, the Seafy version. I I have been watching it, and I just could not get into it. Really? Now, and they've done some changes from the British one. And mm-hmm. I didn't think any of them were bad, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Um, but I just didn't like the characters as much. Hmm. And see, and I'm, I'm completely the opposite. See, I tried giving the, the BBC one well, uh, some play, and I just couldn't get in. The first two episodes of season three Have of it. the original yeah. are, are, were on uh, this week and last week. Yep. And I just reaffirmed it for me. I'm just like, yeah. I, I have to say I'm behind on both of them. So I, oh, I've yeah? watched the first three of the of the sci-fi one, but I haven't watched the next three. I have them on my TBR. The first few so. of the sci-fi one were, were kind of weak, but now they've hit their groove. And I just, it's, it's I, been kind of fun. I, just See, think I, the I, acting, I think there are things that are better about it. I think I like the, the I think the actor, bad vampire. I think the actor who plays the werewolf in the American version is better. I disagree. I think you're 100 and oh 50% God, here we wrong. Go again. You know, I had the same problem. <laughs> oh, he's my, my, the, the, the werewolf on the British version is like my favorite thing on the show. Mm. So I had the I same know. problem okay. with the relaunch of Battlestar Galactica. I loved the original so much, I just couldn't get into the original. <laughs> the fuck and I was, <laughs> was going to say But I'm just saying, I'm not like, uh, you know, for me, I don't know. I just, I don't I think, think the Shannon, acting is as good. I think Shannon has done a really good job on Mad Love. The what new the CBS f- sitcom after his failure on Sons of Tucson. Oh, I think he's doing oh, well. I see God, what you that did poor there. bastard. Let's talk about people that Tyler keep Le- ending up in shitty Tyler shows. Levine. Tyler Labine. I kind of like Levine. that show, and I think it might actually succeed. Really? He, he should be in a good show. Well, he was. He, he was, was in Reaper. Yeah. 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 And he was in a good movie, Tucker uh, and Dale you know, vs. Evil. Yeah. Reaper, by the way, is on Watch Instant on uh, Netflix now. Oh, okay. I don't know two. the actor's name, caught up. but he was in a uh, little skinny, squirrely guy. It was in uh, Andy Richter controls the universe. He was one of he was uh, oh on better off Ted. He was better oh, yeah, off, yeah. on better off Ted. Whatever he was, uh, was he Lem or uh, was he with yeah. the science? Yeah, the other yeah. One. yeah. Uh, Phil. And Phil. Phil. Jo- Jonathan Slavin, isn't that his yes. name? Jo- oh, and then he's on that new that goddamn show on ABC now. It's that's just terrible. He, he he was also in the movie of my life, Free Enterprise, and he had yeah. one of my favorite lines in there. Maybe she, maybe she's a lesbian. Yeah. Which show are you talking about on ABC? <laughs> on ABC, I don't know. It's what the I don't know, the guys, and they're married, and there's the dad, and it's shit. <laughs> it's terrible. It's like a minutes. Chuck Lorre production. <laughs> <laughs> no, ah, the, like, uh, I just feel bad when I see good, good actors in really bad shows. Like, really, do you guys yeah. ever feel like that? Like Nathan Fillion in Castle? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
No, I'm happy for Would Nathan Fillion about Castle. I am so no, happy about no, Nathan Fillion. No, it's very successful. Yeah, my wife got a job. That's an example of a show that I'm watching because of the actor, not because of the writing. Mm -hmm. Uh, Well, he's uh, you know all this talk about Firefly because it's it's going to be now available on uh, Science Channel HD. Firefly, one of the leading scientific minds on the planet, doing the intros and the exits, doing commentary. Uh Who? Um, Uh, His name is uh, something uh, something something. something. Oh, okay. He's Japanese. So it's going to be an episode with commentary over it, like a scientist going in and out of the commercial breaks. You know, it's like watching this scene as the. I I can't remember the guy's name, but he's the one that that is challenging Hawking's um, theories on sublight travel and everything else. He's a really smart guy. Uh, well, here's here's what uh, happened uh, recently. All this, uh, and again, you uh, you people on the internet need to calm the fuck down. because uh, he joked in an interview, I think, with Entertainment Weekly, that he, if he won the lottery, because they had that in California, uh, that he would, if he could win $300 million, he would get the rights to the show and make the show again. Oh, right. So, of course, what did the fans do? Let's they get up some money. started buying lottery tickets. Well, they started <laughs> up a site, I think it might have been Facebook, called Help Nathan Buy Firefly. It's just a pledge uh, site. It's not an actual yeah. donation site. So he finally had to tweet, you know, just recently. He says, it's a beautiful dream of more Firefly, but please don't send any money. <laughs> just keep being great brown coats, which you are. But, 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 I... I had reserved all the money I was going to spend on naked She-Hulk pictures on the internet. <laughs> you know, the, there was a good point brought up about the whole thing: is that you know maybe three hundred million dollars would be what it would cost for him if he could buy the rights and get the show back on the air, but that the rights holders probably won't sell yeah, it I, at I, all. Yeah. Because well, not only that, but in, in the case of Firefly, mm-hmm. we got that movie was a good movie and mm-hmm. wrapped things up. And there's been some really good comics, actually, that have I do told backstories. I want so much and, more. And, and, and they killed off my two favorite characters anyway, so. Like uh, the pilot and... Book and Wash. Oh, yeah. uh, oh, uh, the priest. Book. Shepherd, Shepherd Book. Shepherd Book. Oh. Oh. Yeah, the priest and the pilot. Maybe they could do good. an animated series or something. Oh, that's Sometime. a good idea. Well, and... I, I'll get some pens you know, now that I'm off the juice, I've got all kinds of them. <laughs> Good ideas. <laughs> Animation's not a bad way to go. I saw the five minutes of the Buffy animated series that they were putting together, and it was, you know, aside from the fact that Sarah Michelle Geller had nothing to do with it, the, the animation was good. The storyline looked fun. Uh, let's see. What else have we got here? Um, there's going to be a, uh, let's see, is there a Doctor Who fan here? No. Uh, I'll stand in. Well, I, know, <laughs> I like I the American version better. Well, I know there, <laughs> I know there are MMOs, MMO fans here. Patricia Bailey likes the uh, so cosplay. Who? What's yeah, MMO? Massively multiplayer online game. I knew it was some kind of game thing. <laughs> uh, there's going to be a Doctor Who MMO. Yawn. Ooh, can I be the phone booth? <laughs> Yawn. It's called the TARDIS. <laughs> fuckface. Is it on the Facebook? <laughs> It's uh, it's being developed right now. Um, it says here, for the first time ever, players from around the world will be able to follow in the footsteps of the eccentric and brilliant Doctor by traveling through time and space and exploring new worlds and encountering many alien races, both friend and foe. Seriously, now before wait, anybody a- gets excited about an MMORPG from Doctor Who, just think about this. There's been a, there's been a Firefly MMORPG in development for six years now. Oh, really? There's uh, the MMORPG for Marvel Universe actually had the, the uh, life support pulled out from under it two years ago. 
because they realized that in order to be able to get these things going, you have to put so much capital into it mm -hmm. and the chance of making mm -hmm. any money back. Uh, Sony Online Entertainment has taken probably two or three of their top-selling enterprises like EverQuest Online and made it free-to-play. Yep. Uh, they're using microtransactions, Atari with their Champions Online, Dungeons & Dragons Online. Um, I can't even remember the third. Probably Star Trek Online within the next six months. Those will all be free-to-play using microtransactions in order to make them lucrative. Uh, what really, are microtransactions? Microtransactions is kind of the, the big thing in MMORPGs right now. Instead of paying $15 a month, like, you, I'm sorry, Scott, you'll wake up in a minute. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah. that was six letters in a row. <laughs> <laughs> the MMORPG thing up until now has been you pay okay you pay $15 a month you get to play the game like like uh, World of Warcraft is pretty right. much 15 bucks a month you have unlimited con what they're doing now it started with uh, it didn't start with Atari with Dungeons and Dragons online but it, it's the first big one uh, the game's free you play it free the server space is free but if you want to play a premium class like a half orc or something cool you're going to pay five that? you're going to pay five bucks to play that class oh, okay. it's the same with everquest if you want to play a really cool barbarian uh, bard you're going to pay extra money to pay that uh, champions online if you want the cool costumes and powers you pay extra money they're microtransactions like if you want to be a bajoran you have to pay right. for those nose yeah, star trek wrinkles. online you're going to have to pay for extra modules like if you want to go back to the original series you would pay for that mm -hmm. it's what I would like to see is if you're like like a computer genius, like the people who made the Facebook, because I saw that movie. It's Faces Book, yeah. And <laughs> that, that you could like merge these games, because I would like to see how Starfleet would do like against Cylons. <laughs> That'd be cool. be cool. I would like to see you know whether Jean Luc Picard would be with the Horde or the Alliance on Warcraft, but that's just well, me. I'll, you know what? I'll bet that's already out there. And I'm someone sure it is. Will, and someone will email you. But you won't open the email. And I'm going to tell him. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm going to say, Punk, it's time to get know. out of your mom's basement. Oh. I just want to see Spock <laughs> sleep in a tauntaun. <laughs> it will keep you warm, Captain, as I have for many years. No fanfic. No fanfic. No fanfic. Well, um, I think that if, if somebody does come up with that, my twin brother who rose crew with me, and we will sue the hell out of you. There's, there's, uh, you know, some of these, some of these games are going to be really awesome. There's a, a Battlestar Galactica free to play yeah. uh, Viper game where you can take a Viper or a Cylon Raider. Again, if you want the cooler ship, you're going to pay for it. You're going to pay for it. But How would it do against Starfleet? Uh, really, <laughs> I don't know. What? Poorly, of course. Starfleet doesn't have a lot you know of what? fighter craft. Tony, we need you to yeah. uh, get Mr. Pierce going on the Star Trek online. Okay. Let's wait until oh, it's we'll free to play. I have to use more than two fingers because those games confuse me. Scott, yeah. we're going to wait until it's free to play, and then we'll we'll, we'll play. We'll then get a ship together. I we'll want you to have your, what is it, what class is it that you love? Class Starship? Uh, They've uh, updated um, it. Uh, sovereign. He will, uh, yeah, I want him to captain a Sovereign class Starship. It's going to take a while to get to that level. Yeah, because you start out with something akin to a garbage the, scout. Uh, I was called called the, the, I, oh the, my god, I was thinking garbage scout. We're just, we're just like this. You beam down to garbage planets. <laughs> the USS Shitzu. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking the USS Eeyore, but I like yours better. Okay. Oh bother. Uh, let's see. Uh, I have Superman news for Shannon. Oh, great! You should be excited about Superman now. I, you well, know what? Uh, he wanted he wanted to talk about uh, uh, the cartoon. Uh, the, yeah, so we can do this. I'll start Superman. I watched 20 minutes of Smallville and thought, God, this looks stupid. It's Sorry. pretty bad. It's pretty bad. But I'm, <laughs> I'm sticking through for the there final. Carrie season. is invested. I'm, I'm going to make it. Carrie, it's it Clark is. It's, is it's like five like, now or something. It is. It's like it's like a a, a long walk. It's like the mm -hmm. well, you know. I'm you're so gonna, close. You can, you you're can so see close the to the end. I can see. I can see him putting the suit on yeah. at the end. I'm going to do it. Carrie, 
in honor of your uh, devotion to Smallville. Well, don't say I, devotion. I, I will, <laughs> I will catch up and watch every episode of The Cape. Oh, all I didn't right. realize that's a that. much smaller investment. I've heard that actually got worse. <laughs> I don't oh, know. I don't think it got worse. I do. I think it's about even. Very good, by the way. Yeah, very nice. Rio. She limboed under the camera. That was I just want nice. to see the actor walk off in a red, white, and blue jogging suit and just hear you scream from across the valley. Oh, <laughs> Shouting, this is bullshit. <laughs> this is right. bullshit. Uh, anyway, so this is uh, the Superman TV show. Or not the TV show. The, the movie. movie. The movie. The Zack Snyder movie. Um, Which means Superman's going to punch something. Yeah. Oh, hard. Now, it's really so, fast and, it's and about, then really slow and then really fast. I don't time. care. I don't no, care. I didn't, I didn't get your take on the casting of... Soups. And Rick Rick I, you know, I don't care. You don't care. He's okay. pretty. So he's a guy. <laughs> he's got a chin. <laughs> he's got yeah. brown hair. So the latest uh, rumor, and I'm still considering it a rumor, is that uh, they're going to bring back General Zod. Okay. And that they they would really like Viggo Mortensen to yeah, do it. I read it. that this morning. Ooh. Which, really? fine. If they mm-hmm. can, do it. You know, I mean... Will they get to fight each other finally? Will, like, is, is Superman actually going to punch someone or something? Zack Snyder will not well, yeah, have I mean, Superman without him For the first time since like Superman 5. I was going to say, instead of just like catch a space shuttle or... No, actually, or I just... Mope outside Lois Lane's fucking exactly. house. Guys, I did read the script <laughs> treatment for Zack Snyder's Superman, and from what I understand, there's going to be a shitload of cellophane used. Oh, good. Mm. Oh, good. good. Giant cellophane Superman logos will be in play. What was that? <laughs> Excellent. Exactly. All what right, so was that? Uh, in uh, Superman 2. Uh, so uh, you watched the uh, what is it? What was it called? Uh, All Star Superman, based on the Grant Morrison. Oh, uh, by the way, <laughs> speaking, of Gra- speaking of Grant Morrison, did you guys read the quote I sent you, where they asked Grant Morrison what he thought should happen in the Superman movie? Uh uh-uh. uh And he said Superman. I just saw Grant Morrison. I don't read it. I I wouldn't have, but he said that Superman needed to punch more stuff. Okay. Grant I mean, Morrison believes that. Well, Superman then he didn't take his own advice stuff. in his goddamn All Star Superman comic. <laughs> okay. Uh, Okay, here's the thing. I liked it. Not my favorite of the DC movies, I would say. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was all right. Visually, awesome. It looked just like Frank Quietly's art, yeah, which okay. was pretty amazing to me. Yeah. You know what I mean? They, did, they really went through great pains to uh, make it look uh, like a, you know, a really good visual transfer of the comic book. Okay. Unfortunately, it was a very, very um, true to the comic. Meaning? It was pretentious and not very fun. <laughs> so yeah. if you love the comic, you'll love the show. It's very yes. preachy. Yeah, very preachy. I've it's read very f- preachy. It's very slow. I've read the first volume, and I liked the first volume. Yeah, well, so I didn't. The first, the first half of it I love. They go um, exactly. well, that's in solitude, and, and they have a lot of fun in there. That's so that how, was cool. And yeah. that's what I liked about the comic, too. Yeah. It was a 12-issue comic. The first six, it's just you know vintage Morrison. Mm-hmm. First little bit, you're like, oh, this is kind of cool. This is kind of neat. And then it's like, what the fuck is going on yeah. now? And then um, Superman fucks an Ewok and it all goes right. crazy. <laughs> so um, if you love All-Star Superman, get it. Uh, if you love seeing Superman be uh, <laughs> happy and so it's fly around and hit shit, don't. <laughs> it's emo <laughs> Superman. It's pretty emo. Uh, yeah. All right. And there's, uh, or just fast forward to the end where he finally has a throwdown with, uh, with Lex Luthor. Oh, okay. So, That's or you can just I'll play do. DC Universe online and make it happen anyway. Yeah. Which you've been doing. Oh, yeah. But on the <laughs> other hand, I did, I, may I say, uh, Netflix streaming, uh, check out Batman, and, uh, no, Superman Shazam. Oh, I That's watched that great. yesterday. That Holy thing is shit. awesome. So fun. It's Loved like it. half-hour vignettes. The first one is... James Garner is su- the wizard Shazam. Yeah. It's uh, Superman and Shazam. And then there was a uh, Yeah, you get the Spectre, Green Arrow short. Uh, Green Arrow... 
Oh. And uh, a really good Jonah, Jonah Hex. Hex. Yeah. The Jonah Hex was great. What I loved about the Green Arrow was uh, was it Malcolm McDowell doing the doing uh-huh. the bad guy? Uh, great stuff. Good animation. Solid. They they got to have some swearsies in there. Yeah. And then yeah, it was actually way more adult than I expected it to be. And. Uh, and then the, Under the uh, Red Hoods on Netflix. Watch Under the Red Hoods, crazy. I'm, that yeah. one's that one's my favorite of the DC Direct. I love uh, that yeah, one. I agree. Batman, Superman, Apocalypse was really good too. Yeah, I like that, that one a lot. And yep. they should have added Wonder Woman on there too because she is completely badass and in the, that cartoon. And yeah. these are all direct to DVD animation. Yeah, yeah. they are. They're well, all yeah, but you can get them all on Netflix streaming yeah. right now. And okay. and the one out of the whole bunch that I've watched and I liked, DC: The New Frontier. Oh, I've seen that. That was yeah. good. That was good. I liked that one. I liked it okay. Was All-Star Superman on Netflix as well? No, not yet. Not yeah, yet. No, I'm not sure probably if it's out in yet. the next couple of weeks. Jimmy came and gave it to me while I was uh, convalescing. Well, if I see anything Superman, I just think of Shannon. Yes. It's, it's, real, it's real hit or miss because uh, things like Most Wanted, uh, not on the, the Watch Instant. New yeah. Frontier is not on Watch Instant. There's there's quite a few of the really good DC Universe movies that haven't made it there, like uh, Green, Green Lantern's First Flight. Which is uh, awesome. The, yeah, the Wonder Woman, uh, which I actually like a lot more than I thought I would. Uh, it's really good stuff. They just haven't put them all on there. All right. Marvel doesn't have any of their animated movies on there at all. So, uh, all right, let's uh, well, let's wrap this up. Uh, anything uh, to recommend before before we go? Jeff usually has a little. Yep. Yeah. A little um, something. Thanks to Jimmy's contact, I have a video game to briefly talk about. Um, this is the new Superhero Squad game. You see that? The Infinity Gauntlet. <laughs> on the, on and, the DS. And as this panel may know, I when it comes to video games. My challenge level is usually Special Olympics. Yeah. I'm not very good at video games, unless it's Moon Patrol. Then I'm really good. Um, I played the first Super... I played the... Yeah. I played the first Superhero Squad game, uh, which you get... They're cutesy cartoon versions of of the characters. They're made for kids. And and, and they talk... This follow-up... I thought it was ridiculously easy. Really? Like, oh wow! My uh, kind of game. Uh, so uh, yeah, you could play Scott. Like unchallenging and fun. Un unfun. Unfun. Oh, okay. Yeah, just well. I, see, then you need you need to uh, get the Marvel versus Capcom three. Yeah, which is great. Which is fun. Except I'll, it sounds like it's too challenging. If you're I'll, on the, I'll uh, get mad and smash my head into it. If, if you're on the Xbox network or the PlayStation network, the preview for the next Lego Star Wars game is up, and uh, we we played the first couple of levels for that. Uh, it's the uh, Lego Clone Wars, and it's so much freaking fun. So more fun than the movies, even from a guy who liked the movies. <laughs> Better written. <laughs> the uh, the same contact actually sent me a game called De Blob Two. D- Spell D- it. D E D E Blob. Blob Two. And uh, it actually reminded me of that uh, Disney game that's coming out, or if it's out yet, yeah, for the Wii with the Mickey. Epic, oh, Mickey. Epic, Epic Mickey. 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 Kind of like that, but the whole point of the game is to spread color in a world where the, the enemy wants to take it away and make it all gray. Oh, uh, you mean the United States? <laughs> <laughs> but like, there's challenges where I felt like an asshole because they're like, all right, you got to make you know purple. And I'm like, how do you make purple? Oh, right, red and blue. Okay, oh. got it. <laughs> So, but it was a fun game. If you guys, if you guys want, I mean, and I'm talking about the listeners, the people who watch and listen to the show. Um, we do have a contact with Atari who's been sending us a lot of information about some of the games that are coming up, and uh, 
we might be able to, to get some some video from the new Ghostbusters game, Sanctum of Slime, oh, uh, yeah, pretty yeah. quickly, which is starting to look like yeah, a lot of fun. So, yeah, really um, we, we can post more of that. We just need to know from you guys if that's what you want to see. If you want to see it, we'll put it out there. Please, do we do we know if the uh, original actors are voicing this one again like before? Or? I haven't heard a thing I, yeah, about it I haven't it heard yet. about that, but I don't think so. Okay. I, I wouldn't be surprised if Ackroyd's <laughs> oh, I'm sure. Uh, you you wait a character the script soon. Yeah, yeah it's, it's sitting on his desk. Apparently he's not busy. He did do two episodes of The Defenders. Ackroyd, <laughs> Ackroyd will be raping that corpse for a very long time. And there's a, a couple of Blu-rays real fast. Uh, 127 Hours, which I think James Franco should win for Best Actor tonight. Uh, he won't get it. Out of Sight, great uh, Steven Soderbergh movie. Oh, I love that. Yeah. It's coming out on Blu-ray. Which oh, led to the great spin-off, Karen oh, Sisko. Back, back when I could stand it. My girlfriend, Carla Gugino. And, and uh, not that the movie's good, Love and Other Drugs. The Naked Anne Hathaway movie. That's the only reason that movie's good. And that in Blu-ray will be just spectacular. In honor of the Asqu- Oscars. Oh, God. Asqu- hot as shit. I have a recommendation. It's an old video game. And by old, I mean like five or six years, called Fear. It's a first-person like shooter. Fear. They have it on... Uh, on the PC and on the Xbox. There's the third Play one on, coming out, right? Yeah, there's a third one coming yeah. out this year, so I decided to get one and two and play through them and, and coming up for the third one. And let me tell you, a fun, fun, scary game, Fear. I saw the third one. Sorry, uh, sorry, when you said old video game, I was I was not thinking of <laughs> something Sonic from the 40s. He's no. thinking of Pong. <laughs> well, you got to remember, when you're talking in video games and technology, yes, am, you have to take no, every no, year and multiply by 10. <laughs> so, like, so a five-year-old game Suit is like Larry. 50 years. <laughs> yeah. and, and the text version. He's on a cruise ship. You played on intranet. <laughs> I stand by my old video game statement. All right. It's okay. I'm not criticizing. <laughs> I'm laughing at myself. Uh, okay. You. <laughs> All right. Uh, anything? Anything? That's that's good enough, isn't it? Oh, wait. wait uh, eat modern amounts of ham, but don't overdo it. Sodium <laughs> <laughs> oh, ham. Ham, ham is uh, got a lot of salt in it, so I'm sorry. Yeah. Turn the podcast off just yet. Too Tall Tony here, just letting you know that coming up right now is an interview with Lee George Cade and John Kadachi from Soda Pop Miniatures, where they geek out about little toys that you paint and and play games with on top of a table. I think they're called tabletop games, and it's pretty cool. So keep listening. Don't turn it off yet. Here it is right now. Of course, by that I mean right after these messages. Obviously. Hi, it's me, Carrie, your GeekShowPodcast.com host. And host of the Radio from Hell program in Salt Lake City on 96.3 FM. Hi. PCLaptops.com is the uh, is the place that uh, I insist on going. I will not deal with anyone else when it comes to computers. It's just the way it is because Dan Young is a superhero. He really is. Uh, go to PCLaptops.com. Take a look at some of the stuff that they do. Uh, some of the stuff they can put together. They can put together a custom system for you, which is what Dan's done for me. That's why I'm able to sit here in my basement and do work like this uh, from home. It's much more comfortable. I don't know how people work from home, though. I have to keep the dogs quiet while I do this. <clears throat> oh, the small prices to pay. Uh, go see Dan. and He has been around for 15 years. He is a Microsoft Gold certified partner. And I'm telling you, Get him talking about anything tech, and and he will he will know everything about it. Uh, take in your whatever you've got, and they'll scan it for viruses, spyware, give you a free systems evaluation. PCLaptops.com will help you find a location near you. And uh, yes, thank you, Dan, the laptop man. I love him. 
Go in and ask about the decimator, by the way. He'll show it to you. Mm, pretty. PCLaptops.com. Oh, hello there. It's me, Kerry Jackson, the host of GeekShowPodcast.com and uh, also host of the Radio From Hell show on X96. All right, first of all, yes, you can advertise on Geek Show Podcast. It, yeah, you can. We'll put together a little uh, commercial for you with some nice music behind it and maybe me saying nice things about your... And, uh, yeah, you can advertise on Geek Show Podcast. I want you to contact uh, Dustin Checkets, Tony Eccles, or myself at 801-524-2600. I mean, you know, the, the Geek Show Podcast fans, they're, uh, they're very loyal. Uh, we can put together uh, an advertising uh, uh, prospect for you. If you're making your advertising plans for the new year, I mean, let's face it, these people aren't reading the paper. They're not seeing your billboards. They're TiVoing past your TV ads. You'll be amazed at how affordable it is to advertise on Geek Show Podcasts. So call Dustin Checkets, Tony Eccles, or me. Ask, ask for any one of us at 801-524-2600. It's affordable. It's effective. It's geekshowpodcast.com. Okay, John, um, starting with questions I've got for you. Took a look, uh, saw the uh, prototype figures, I'm assuming, for uh, Super Dungeon Explorer on the War Store website. Yes, and uh, everything looks fantastic. Uh, really, really, really nice looking figures. Um, what I love about the game, especially looking over the game rules, is it feels like the uh, classic arcade game Gauntlet with some super deformed anime characters thrown in. What was your intention when you guys were developing the game? Well, long story short, uh, I, I've spent a number of years working around the industry. Uh, you know, between you know working for Workshop and working at Privateer, and basically being elbows deep in every type of miniatures game imaginable for years and years. I think I've kind of come to a point where I've been a little bit overloaded on the skulls and death and chainmail and blood and skulls and more death and more death. <laughs> you know, part of the the first the first product that we launched um, our, our Relic Knight series on the Soda Pop side was to have a uh, you know something that was a little more tongue in cheek, a little more anime, a little more colorful, something um, fun. Well, yeah, I mean, I, I don't want to say the other stuff isn't fun. I mean, I have mountains of toys behind me that can attest to sure. everything that I've been doing, but. Uh, but I wanted to detach and do something a little bit different and to make something that was a little bit more accessible to all kinds of players. I mean, you know, this is this is something that's been sort of traversed in and around gaming industry, whether it's electronic or, or even dealing with miniatures, is, uh, you know, companies do well and do better uh, when they make their products a little bit more accessible to a broader audience. And, and to attest to that, when I, when I was uh, looking over the website, and uh, normally my son and I, we play Warhammer and uh, some of the other, you know, great tabletop games. Um, my daughter and my wife in particular just, just clued right in on the soda pop figures, just absolutely loved them. So you're absolutely right. I mean, this is going to hit a huge audience, I think, and you guys are going to do great with it. So, Well, great. And, and really, that is that is absolutely 100% the intent. I mean, we uh, we got to show off some of our miniatures and run people through demos at Gen Con last year. Um, and the overwhelming feedback we got, uh, first it was core gamers, and then it was guys coming by, and then it was a few ladies and a few younger kids, and and. The gameplay experience, you know, is is not what I would call um, uh, a, a, a fathomably deep experience. It, it's highly replayable. It's highly tactical. It's really enjoyable for all levels of game. Uh, but the miniatures and the theme and the colorization, for for me being you know a bit of an older gamer, I mean, uh, what's old over thirty, you know. <laughs> yeah. But uh, but but it, it's nostalgic, and I really put it back to you know I've kind of transported Saturday morning in front of your Nintendo back in the eighties onto the tabletop where I think it's a good place to play with, you know, wives and girlfriends and kids. That's a perfect yeah. analogy for it. And I was looking through your uh, demo rules and the game mechanics are really, really simple, but there's a lot of adventure packed into it. 
um, when the final rules for the game, the the full game comes out, do you have a lot of changes coming up? Do you have a more more adventures worked in than just well, the Cobalt Attacker? It's really an additive experience. Uh, the, the full game actually has a much much broader uh, reach than what we're just demonstrating. I mean, just consider the the demo rules that we put out really more of a quick start. We want to introduce you to right. the basic mechanics, uh, introduce you to the idea. Uh, you know, put some miniatures on a table, and, you know, scoop them around a dungeon, have a good time. We want to present a full experience when we launch our box. And uh, the box game is going to include big bosses and, you know, oh, mini great. bosses and timed events and, you know, lots of loot and treasure cards, stuff to dig through and fistfuls of dice and models and, uh, you know, some really nicely done, you know, high color boards, you know, that have the, the sort of, you know, cartoony dungeony feel and you get to go stomping around beating up bad guys. Oh, cool. Um, so in the box, I mean, you're going to get eight heroes right off the bat. Uh, you know, one of them actually transforms into a large monster, uh, which you can swap models back and forth. So actually, there's nine models. Oh, that's great. Uh, there's a couple of hidden surprises in the box, uh, some nasty things that happen to you if you go digging through treasure too much. Um, you know, the, the bad guys get, get big bosses, which, you know, when they get on a rampage, will we'll tear up a little party of heroes if they're not uh, fully equipped and ready to rock. So... The way that the games differ is that uh, when the big box launch, and again, not to give away too much, but uh, um, it, it works on a bit of a timing system, something that we've kind of called the blood meter for right now. <laughs> Essentially, when, when damage is going back and forth and hearts are being spent and guys are getting whacked around, whether you're killing bad guys or good guys, you're either leaning in the favor of the dungeon player or you're leaning in the favor of the heroes player. Obviously, if heroes are doing more damage, they're getting more loot, they're upgrading themselves, they're getting more powerful. Um, when the bad guys are doing damage, they're stalling the heroes from being able to be upgraded. And effectively... Um, at, at certain points along that, that, that timeline, on that tracker, um, you'll be able to introduce new elements to the game. And, of course, in keeping with our nostalgic theme, uh, we have two points at which that can happen. Um, the basic game plays on a, uh, on a 16-bit or a super level of game. <laughs> and in uh, 16-bit for us was, uh, was a three-hero game. Basically, you play on three big dungeon tiles. It scales nicely. You get a lot of monsters. Um, the super game, you play with five-hero party. And uh, the games can go a little bit longer, and they can be much more involved and in-depth. Um, the dungeon player gets to select a, uh, a dungeon boss. And the dungeon boss will actually flavor or theme the dungeon, uh, giving you perhaps uh, special tiles, special um, kind of set abilities for the dungeon, as well as uh, certain types of minions and monsters available to him that he'll be able to use to serve for the heroes as they go. We'll be introducing one of the dungeon bosses in the main box, and of course our, our expansive component is that we want to introduce more bosses, more heroes, more monsters, more minions, to sort of flavor how you want to, you know, strategize, you know, beating up your best friend and playing a game. That sounds great. And I, I noticed uh, what you were talking about. It was one of the big questions I was going to have is the demo rules. Basically, you could have one or two players on the hero side, and then you've got your uh, your dark cons- uh, council player playing all the monsters. So the the full rules will actually allow you to have, if I'm understanding right, up to five people playing on the hero side, and then, you, of course, your monster player, right? You you could yes. Uh, ideally, we we see this as really being sort of a sort of a dueling game. We want two people to sit down to a table, sure, and, and break out the game. And I play the good guys, and you play the bad guys, and let's beat heads. Right. Um, but it, it actually works pretty well to be able to invite in more people to play the heroes in the party because it is an activation based system. Um, it's kind of sad if a character gets you know bogged out and then he's not playing in the rest of the game. Right. So so we do encourage the the two player version. Of course, adding more players is just fun. Um, we've already seen an introduction of house rules that allow people to quote-unquote respawn, <laughs> you know, come back into the dungeon and see what they can do. Um, but, uh, but yeah, no, there's, a, there's a lot of levity to that. Uh, we, we think it's a real fun game. Uh, it plays relatively pretty quick, even with the amount of stuff you're able to throw on the board. You can get through even some of our larger games in less than an hour and a half, which is uh, 
pretty good, I think, for an evening. Well, that's one of the things that I was really enjoying about it is, uh, for me, the the end-all tabletop war game was uh, playing Mordheim with, with some friends of mine. The, uh, the oh, game yeah. you could play in an hour, and this, to me, is like uh, Mordheim that I could play with my kids, or anybody for that matter. Uh, but there's a, a lot of vast appeal to it. Let's talk about the miniatures for a minute, if you don't mind. Uh, they're fantastic. They're, they're some of the coolest miniatures I've seen. What's your process with that? So a couple of things we're doing here. Uh, I had for a long time, at least when I was over in a workshop, they had really started spearheading the concept of working with uh, uh, three-dimensional miniature sculpting and going through a rapid, rapid prototyping process to generate some of their new plastic kits, which, as you've seen in the last years, have been amazing. And they, they um, put together well <laughs> for once. <laughs> yeah, and, and they, well, I mean, right. I mean, it, it's right down to, you know, how well can you articulate something on the 0.16 micron level or whatever the heck right. is the output this thing's at. So, yeah, they can they can make some gloriously fantastic models. Um so on my end, it was really because you have to understand that, that our business is really three partners. We're all buddies. You know, we've been gaming for years um, and uh, just wrapping together our experience and our time together. And, and we wanted to create a business that would be able to produce high quality products and uh, really focus on, on, on really engaging a community of players with something fun they can play with. And uh, so, so given the scale of our operation, um, I have gone out and uh, engaged uh, uh, largely for this product, uh, 3D Sculptors, um, with the intent on having available 3D models that we would be able to futz with and do things with in the future. Um, learn about the rapid prototyping process, which has helped us um, generate all of our figures to date, which has been actually really beneficial because we've been able to kind of rescale and optimize a lot of our pieces for the board game too, which has really helped. Um, and uh, yeah, and so we, we go from our, our concept to our art to our, our 3D models. Those go to a, uh, a printing process. Some great guys who actually focus on creating uh, uh, model reproductions in resin. Um, and then we have them, well, presently for the range that we have made available online, it has just been lead miniatures, which are easy to make. Uh, the stuff that we plan on doing for the box set will be more of like a, a hardened vinyl, similar to what you've gotten out of uh, uh, AT43 or uh, some of the uh, the manufactured components in the past. Which will help keep the price point down, which means more people will be able to play your game. Well, ideally. I mean, you want to be able to pack a box full of, you know, uh, some, some cool rough-and-ready plastic toys that still we fully encourage you to paint and have a good time with. But right. you know, also, that, that whole point about accessibility... Um, this is going to have a lot of uh, shelf presence when you walk into a store. I mean, it's really bright, colorful artwork. I can't wait to show you guys the poster and the cover art and the things we've got together for it. It's silly. It's zany. And, um, you know, and you'll have a nice, uh, you'll, you'll have a nice uh, bedrock of models, which will be really representative by the artwork that you're going to see. Well, we, and, show, we showed off uh, uh, some of the preview work that you have up on your website. We showed some of that off with our, with our Geek Show listeners, and uh, we've had a huge reaction from people so far. They're really, really excited about it, and it's not... Uh, we're, we're not talking just your your mainstream geeks that are going to run out and play the first miniature game that gets dangled in front of them. These are people that are usually pretty reserved, and they got very, very excited about it. So I think you guys are going to well, be in for a, a heck of a summer. <laughs> I'm looking forward to it. Uh, one of the things that uh, that was really kind of our, our high-water mark of, of excitement was um, getting in front of, I don't know if you're familiar, am I allowed to call out uh, different forums and people here? Sure, go for it. Uh, but uh, Frothers is, is well-known uh, in the Warhammer world of running a forum of, kind of kind of we're grumpy at that <laughs> you know, when it comes to putting out models that don't fall within a certain niche and uh, I absolutely knew that um, you know as soon as my soda pop stuff hit that I would be offending the sensibilities of just about everybody on their forum and, <laughs> and, 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 and true to fashion man I, I've not read slander like that in a long time and maybe that's too strong of a word but but no this this really wasn't quite their cup of tea but it's been very refreshing in the last few months when we put out releases whether they're you know goofy tongue-in-cheek or they're part of our other ranges um, there's a small sub-community even within them, you know, that kind of poke their heads up and be like, yeah, you know, hey, don't give us such a hard time. It's actually kind of neat or kind of different or kind of fun, and, 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 and that's all I ever wanted. I don't have to make everybody happy, but I want to have some fun toys that uh, 
are accessible to a lot of people. Well, and it is. Uh, that, that's the key word for it. Is it is different. And you know, I've been painting miniatures for probably most of my life since the mid '80s. And seeing, uh, starting with your Relic Knight figures, and going into these uh, Super Dungeon Explorer figures, it's something that if you've painted uh, five thousand Corn Berserkers in your lifetime, you're ready to paint something fun and, and be able to get some color in there. And and uh, I found it challenging. I've already painted one of the Relic Knight figures and really enjoyed it. And uh, looking forward to painting the new ones when they come out. Um, when do you see the new game coming out? So Super Dungeon Explorer right now, it's, it's, it's pretty much down to uh, manufacturing uh, and getting all of that through. We have a few layout things we're doing, but we're hoping for a summer release this year. Uh, we want to be able to present at Gen Con and present at PAX and be able to show off the game and you know, sell buckets of it and have a good time. Um, and, and that leads us in a good timeline uh, for getting a nice summer launch and maybe even having some supporting products coming out before Christmas. Excellent. And uh, it's a huge labor of love, your Soda Pop miniatures. Um, like you were saying before, there's there's three of you doing that. Um, do you have a lot of staff going on? Do you, do you have a lot of people you're looking after, or is it just the three of you? Ah! <laughs> um, it's, it's, it, it's a three-man circus. Uh, we all have day jobs. Uh, and, uh, you know, we love what we do so much. We take our evenings and our time aside, and we make sure that we spend it on creating the best possible miniatures possible. You know, we, we seek to source and engage some of the best sculptors out there and, and, and where we can, new talent. I mean, we picked up a great sculptor to help us with Super Dungeon Explorer. He actually comes from the video game industry. Uh, a guy named Leonard Dill, and he's a, he's a younger guy, but he'd been working for a number of games companies before and wanted to sort of get into toys and collectibles and uh, thought this would be a good place to start. He keyed really well, well with the concept art that we were generating, and, um, and we've kept him on, and we love him, and we hope to, you know, do more work with him, but... You know, the nice thing about generating in, uh, in 3D is that, you know, if I was ever to lose an artist, I could take those same files and walk to a new artist and say, you know, here's the style, here are the dimensions, here's things that we're already working in, so you can keep a high level of consistency across the board. Right. Especially with a product like ours, which is, I'd say, kind of gamey and cartoony, um, you know, those, those volumes uh, really uh, really need to be consistent. And so this, this really helps out in the medium. Well, it's, it's beautiful, beautiful, beautiful work, and uh, I'm, I'm going to be working on a demo game over the weekend just because uh, after reading the rules, I got pretty excited, and I especially loved the uh, uh, goal of the heroes to destroy the spawning points for the monsters. It really felt like uh, Gauntlet to me was the game of the mid-80s, <laughs> so uh, seeing those game mechanics in play just, just looks fantastic, and uh, we wish you the best of luck with that. Where can people find you online? Uh, you can find us at uh, sodapopminiatures.com. Uh, both of our products, ranges, and shop are all available there. Uh, we sell all of our products, of course, through, um, you can find us on the War Story, you can find us on Cool Mini or not. Um, you know, these are places that have been taking care of us. Cool Mini, of course, is uh, one of our publishers and helping us get this game into the realm. So showing them a little love is going to be a huge help. And, uh, yeah, that's the best place to find us for now. And who are you using for your miniature paints right now? For miniature paints, I'm sorry? Your your uh, your demo models that I'm seeing on Cool Mini. Uh, who, who are you using as a painter? Oh, um, that is uh, uh, Amy Stegman, um, who has just come back from uh, South Africa, apparently, and had been doing some painting prior for Privateer and a bunch of other companies. Uh, she's great. Um, and uh, actually, given the medium, it's really kind of hard to translate a certain look and feel, but you know, we really like the way they've come out so far. Yeah, it looks fantastic. Great work there. And uh, nice talking with you there, John. And again, if you, anybody wants to see what kind of work you have with Relic Knights or with Super Dungeon Explorer, it's sodapopminiatures.com, correct? Awesome. Yep, that's it. Excellent. Well, it was good talking with you, John. Uh, best of luck in the future, and if you ever have anything else you want to talk about, just uh, hit us up. Yeah, thanks, Lee. We'll do it. Excellent. Take care, John. Yeah, you too. Take care.